What's going on, everyone? Zane here with Everything Vive. I want to welcome you back for another episode. I'm here with Ronnie. Ronnie, how's it going, man? It's going well. How are you doing? Doing great. Happy Friday to you. Happy Friday to everyone listening. Hope the week has gone by quickly. And um, yeah, man, we got another game talk. How are you feeling, Ronnie? Yeah, no, pretty good. I, honestly, this week has gone by pretty fast. So it, it feels kind of crazy that it's already Friday. So exactly. Yep. So well, let's well before actually before we jump into anything, just to give you guys a heads up, uh, this coming Monday, I know we we normally do a VR and Vive news episode. We will actually have to push that to Tuesday, just because I will be out of town. And instead of recording something ahead of time, you know, Ronnie and I just figured it'd be better to let the news kind of settle out. And I know there are a couple things that have popped up already, but we're gonna kind of chew on those over the weekend and then give our thoughts uh, on Tuesday. So anyone who tunes in on Monday or is looking for the episode, just want to let you guys know that um, it will not be up until Tuesday. You good with that, Ronnie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's good to give everybody a heads up. I know I get kind of sad when, when my, <laughs> my usual podcasts don't pop up when I'm expecting them to. So, But, you know, things happen and vacations have to, you know, we need our time off sometimes. So. <laughs> exactly. So, well, if anybody gets sad that we're not there on Monday, first off, thank you for being sad and thank you for listening because that, <laughs> that means a lot to us. But um, yeah, well, you know what? Let's just jump right into it. We got four games to go over today. I'm going to start it off. And right now I am on this local multiplayer trip. I know last week I mentioned Panoptic. This week, uh, I'm going to start it off with VR Diner Duo, and I know we've been kind of alluding to this for a while, but I've had a full week and a half or so now of messing around with it, and it's 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 really good. I don't know I don't know what else to say. Like I had uh, a couple friends over last night, and we were playing it, and it people got really into it, and there's like this really. I, I guess the, the social factor of it more so than what was there before. Uh, okay. Yeah, and I mean, I, okay. So let me clarify it because you know people say VR can be very antisocial, blah blah blah. But you know, you have a lot of these, and I know you've had a Vive parties because uh, I've you know that's kind of how I was introduced to the Vive. But you know, you have mm-hmm. people over to show them the Vive, and it becomes this social affair where only one person's in the headset, obviously. Uh, but you know, everybody's kind of watching, seeing how the reactions are, trying out new experiences laughing when you know they do something funny or crazy or whatever but you know now there's this uh you know we kind of parted off yesterday with the people that were over and you know someone got to get into the headset and in, in the headset you are the chef um you're chopping up vegetables putting together burgers you're essentially running a burger joint and the person on the computer is the waiter or waitress who is running around taking the orders and essentially doing everything else and it's it's really awesome, like the collaborative um, effort that goes into it. And also th- the game feels very, very polished. Um, and I know we say that, I don't want to say that lightly, but the fact that like you can see uh, exactly all the movements that are happening in real time, there's no latency. And whether you're in the headset, you can see the person moving around and it's you know accurately tracked, the person on the computer moving around. And on the flip side of that, when you're, when you're the waiter or waitress kind of going around the restaurant, you see the little corner where the, um, 
where the chef is or the person who's in the VR headset and all the movements that they're doing, you can actually watch them making those in real time. Even if it's, even if you're not doing anything, even if the person's like in the start menu. So it's just really cool. Like I, I wasn't expecting to see something as polished, but yeah. I'm very impressed with it. And so, you know, if, if you can get a chance to grab it, I think it's like 15 bucks on steam right now. Um, but I'm sure if it, it's going to go on, well, I, I shouldn't say I'm sure, but if it does go on sale over the holidays, this is definitely a top one. Um, I know Ronnie, you've had this game for a while. I don't know if you had a chance to, to dive yeah. in and jump in, but no, it's kind of, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's been on my list of games that I, I really wanted to play. And I know the, the multiplayer aspect is the big drawing draw, you know, to the game. I haven't had a chance to play it since I have a little one at home and, and it's been kind of tough to get my wife free enough, um, at the same time as myself so that we can kind of play together. But I'm hoping that, you know, pretty soon I'm going to get a chance to play. And that sounds like a lot of fun. And I'm glad to hear that. I mean, just in general, there've been a lot from, you know, we talked about Panoptic in the last game talk and, and now this one, and, and there's some others I know um, that we're going to be talking about soon. I, I, I'm just happy that there's, you know, a lot of experiences like that that are out on the vibe right now where uh, people can really play locally. I've, I've always been a big fan of local, local multiplayer, uh, even, you know, in non VR games, on, on the on the usual consoles i know that you know playing online is kind of the way things have have moved more generally speaking but every time a good multiplayer you know local multiplayer game comes out um those are always the most fun for me because i like to you know have fun with my friends my family all that kind of stuff uh all playing together you know in one area and, and diner duo seems like a, a great game to do that with so yeah, it's it's lighthearted. You know, the graphics are are polished, but very they're not simple. But it's you know, it's it's a lighthearted game. Like the the waiter or waitress looks like a big, almost like cute purple robot that's running around the place. And like you know, when mm-hmm. when you're in the game, like they come up to you, they're like real size, and it's just I, there's something about it that is it's perfect for for people who are I think new to VR. And you know, everyone that I had over yesterday, uh majority of them had tried VR already. I'd already had them over to, you know, sample different games and this was more so just, you know, like I was saying the round 2 of like, hey, got some new experiences, got some new games you guys should try out. And so, you know, when they came over and they were able to work together essentially or be more collaborative and and have it be more of a social experience with one person, you know, helping out the other uh, I feel like it just really added to the experience and I've, I'll be curious to see how, you know, this game progresses further and if any other games uh, come out similar to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now it seems like it's the only, you know, quote unquote cooking game, I guess. But, um, you know, and, and even in, in its simplicity, I, I'm really impressed. So definitely two thumbs up from here. Yeah. How, just curious. How does the uh, player on the PC uh, control things? Is it? It, Are there multiple options? Or? So it's it's very basic controls. You use the uh, the arrows to essentially move around okay. the yeah the restaurant, and it's, it's pretty simple. Then you use the space bar just to pick up food or drop food off. Okay. And then uh, I mean, you can use the mouse uh, to I guess just change the angle in which the camera is facing. Okay, and I and I would imagine it might work with a controller too. I'll have to check that out as well, but. Yeah, no, I was yeah. just curious kind of how it works. Actually, I should we should try that out. I, I mean, yeah, it, it probably would work with the controller, but we were just playing it off the keyboard yesterday. Okay, no, that's good. I, You know, the more games that can support multiple setups, the better. You know, not a, not everybody has a controller uh, hooked up to their PC or might have one handy, so 
So it's good to have all of those options and, and that, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. So yeah, man, definitely lo- let us know when you try it. Cause, um, yeah, I, I think it's a lot of fun and I think you, you'll have a lot of fun with it too. All right. Well, cool. Well, it's kind of interesting that you mentioned kind of the, the simplistic graphics of, of VR diner duo and yet, you know, the, the fun, uh, gameplay elements that kind of brought people together around it. It, it's kind of the polar opposite and no pun intended, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with the game that, uh, that I wanted to talk about next, which is, uh, Everest VR. So yeah, I, I had picked up Everest VR had been a game that I was interested in, um, from, you know, even before I got my, my Vive headset, cause I had, I had heard about the game, uh, you know, prior to the Vive being released and, and it just looked really cool and, and I wanted to check it out and it didn't come out for quite a while. And when it eventually did come out, it came out at kind of a higher price point than expected and to a lot of mixed reviews. So I kind of, you know, I, I waited and, you know, didn't really bite on picking it up, but over the Thanksgiving break, I saw that it went on sale. Uh, it wasn't a crazy sale. I I'd say, I'm not exactly sure. I think it might have been 25 or 30% off, something like that. But I decided to go ahead and pick it up. I think I picked it up for around 13 bucks. And, you know, I, I'd i have to say, I mean, I, I finished the experience. It's not a long game. You can finish it in probably around an hour or so. And it did let me down. So Oh, man, I'll say, that's disappointing. Yeah. No, so I'll, I'll say, I mean, there are definitely some good things about it. And some bad things about it. And overall, I thought it was a missed opportunity. Unfortunately, if it ends up, you know, becoming much cheaper then maybe at some point I'd say, go ahead and give it a try. But honestly, at the price point that it, I mean, right now it's 20 bucks, even if it was $10, depending on who you are. I mean, there's just so many great VR experiences right now around that price that I don't even think I'd really recommend it for that. I, I really, I, I I mean probably like maybe a five dollar purchase might okay. be worth it. I don't know. But so like, can, can you tell me a little bit more or tell us about it a yeah. little bit more? Because I, I I keep hearing about it, but I never I never pulled the trigger. I never actually even looked into it. So what's yeah. what's the gameplay like or what's the experience like? Um, so, and, you know how does that translate? Yeah. So first I'll say so. I mean in general, uh, it reminded me a lot of Apollo the Apollo Eleven. Uh, VR experience ah, okay. in that, in in that, but but not as well executed as far as the gameplay is concerned. And I'll I'll kind of explain why I think that might have been the case. Um, it is it, it is like a, the Apollo Eleven VR experience in that it you can tell the developers uh, developed this game with the intent in mind of kind of you know introducing players to this real world occurrence or event of, you know, people reaching the top of Mount Everest. So Mm -hmm. there's kind of this, you know, there's, there's a tint of, you know, they're trying to teach people what it might possibly feel like to be on this trek. So in that sense, it's kind of cool because you're able, I mean, that, I mean, what the game does best is really set the, set the environment up in the atmosphere. I mean, the, the graphics are incredible. I, I think it's probably the best gra- some of the best graphics in 
in a VR game that I've seen yet. Really? I, I okay. Do, yeah, I don't think. Honest, I mean, I've I've played quite a bit. Arizona Sunshine just came out. It looks like it has great graphics. I'll have to, you know, I'll have to check that out more soon to see how that compares. But we're we're going to talk about that at the end of the episode, though. So yeah, yeah. So, but like, but really, I mean, just off the top of my head, thinking about all of the games that I've played. I mean, graphically, this is very, very well done. And just, I mean, you're supposed to be, you know, trekking Mount Everest and, you know, the harshest of conditions. And the weather effects are great. The night-day cycle is excellent. Just everything looks really, really, really real. Um, so that's great. Some of the animations on the characters are not so well developed. And I, and I think that that gets me to why I think some of this didn't turn out quite as well as even Apollo 11. Um, Cause I think what it's really lack. So I tend to be one of those type of guys that if you can wow me with graphics, I can kind of overlook some shortcomings as far as the gameplay is concerned, as far as some of the other aspects of, of a title. So it, so I thought when I would read these reviews and people would complain about the gameplay, but say, you know, it looks great. I thought, well, that sounds like something I might, you know, actually like. I mean, look yeah. at, think of some games out there that have good, that are graphically pretty impressive, but don't have a whole lot as far as gameplay going on, like, mm-hmm. like the blue, for example, or, or some other stuff where they're really cool VR experiences because the environment and the graphics are nice, but there's not a whole lot of interactivity. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, oh, well, maybe that's going to be what this game is like. And for whatever reason, I don't really know why, you would think that a game set on a mountainside, I mean, some uh, Richie's Plank experience is a good example. Just, you know, getting up to the top floor of that building and walking out there onto the plank, you feel that sense of dread that you're, you know, you're so high up off the ground, your knees are kind of shaking, all that kind of stuff. You think that you would get that same feeling with a, with an Everest VR title. <laughs> yeah. And they, and they tried it, but just something about the execution just didn't affect me the same way. I didn't really have really? a strong. Yeah. Okay. And everything looks so fantastic, but then I just didn't have a strong sense of presence. And I think it, some of it has to do with the way the game positions the player. So it kind of breaks up, like it introduces you to the mountain and it kind of gives you this general narrative of, you know, Mount Everest, you know, the tallest, you know, the, the you know, the insurmountable mountain, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Like, you know, that's not exactly what it said, but you get the point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, then, and then it breaks it into pieces. So it starts you out of the mountain base and you pick up a few things and you wave to somebody and that's about that experience. So you get to look around at the base camp. And, but and you pick up a few items and that's pretty much it. And then it loads and then you're in the next scene and it tells you, okay, this is now, you know, X amount of days into your trek. This is where you would be on the mountain. And then you, you, you pop up there. And once you're there, you do a few small items depending on, I mean, there was one section where you walk over a cat, a, a, a chasm, uh, on like a on a ladder, and you have to pull yourself with some ropes and and that kind of thing. And that was probably the coolest one. But in general, each section probably has like one small activity that you interact with. 
And otherwise, you can kind of look around. And as soon as you're done with that activity, it's basically over and it moves you to a next point on the mountain. Interesting. So it's like this okay. very disjointed, just like, you know, a few minutes at a time experience. And none of the mechanics feel very satisfying. It doesn't really feel like you're doing much. And, and at the beginning of each of these, the game will, will have you start on one section of your play area. Like it'll pull you all the way to a corner of one of this one of, uh, of like one of the corners of your play section mm-hmm. so that or play area. So it knows where you are so that in this next, like, you know, part of the game, you're able to walk across your whole play area. If that makes sense. Yeah. So they, so it, it directs you to the very corner and then the gameplay starts and you essentially move across your play area and that's it. And you can teleport, but there's usually not much of a reason to teleport. And because they start you out in the corner, what I was noticing, and I think this is part of why it was getting me out of the experience, is that I would start, even with my minimal chaperone system up, I just have the, the boundaries on the floor showing. Yeah. It would start me out and I could see all the boundaries. Like, because I'm right on the edge, the, the, lines, the, the glowing lines are visible from the chaperone system. Uh, so that would immediately take you out yeah, of the... So you, Exactly. And okay. and that's and that's intentional. Like they want you to do that. So unless you're turning it off, everyone who plays this game, unless you have chaperone completely turned off, Which everyone that plays is this not game recommended at all. No, it's not. Like so everyone who plays this game is gonna start out seeing these lines and then and then walk slowly and in pretty much half of the experience you're seeing the, the chaperone lines around you. And 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 yeah, so and and then on top of that, the gameplay mechanics are always very very minimal, like walking up a ladder, or walking across uh, a ravine, or or something like that. And it doesn't really feel like you're ever in any real danger of of falling off anything. Or and and the characters around you don't really move much, and there's not really much of a personality to the narrative. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's all what leads to this kind of like. I mean, the moments I had with it that were impressive were just, you know, looking at the vistas and and, think, and trying to imagine what it might be like to be there on the real thing. And, and, and that is something that's kind of cool because, you know, chances are, I, I mean, they, it seems like they modeled Everest pretty accurately. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, the graphics are very, very, very good. Um, they're they're very impressive graphics actually. So you just so, weren't really impressed with the overall experience. Yeah, the graphics and, it, it seemed to live up to the hype of what you had gone in thinking. Oh yeah, yeah, the uh, graphics okay. were great, but the just the narrative and the way it was structured and the way it presented it just wasn't wasn't you know didn't live up to what the expectations were and didn't live up to the potential of the experience. Gotcha. I, in, okay. in a lot of ways, I think the Apollo Eleven experience, like graphically, was much lower fidelity. I was not impressed with the graphics in that, uh, you know, they didn't really look like I thought, I thought if anything, Apollo 11 was an example of, it was a lower budget game, you know, a less capable engine yet somehow with the narrative that they created and the types of things that they showed you, they really showed you stuff that was interesting and compelling and gave you more information that was easily accessible. Like for example, when you, when you're, and and some of the missions too were kind of. I mean, I wasn't that impressed with a lot of the gameplay elements in Apollo Eleven, but 
it was still like they, it seemed like the parts that they showed you of, of the, of what it would be like to, you know, travel in space were all compelling. Like you, it was cool to see what the takeoff looked like. It was Mm -hmm. cool to see, you know, earth from orbit. And then even when they brought you onto the moon, they taught you about different experiments that, that were done on the moon and they gave you enough information where you felt like you were really learning something. And I thought on this, there would have been potential to explain more of that stuff. Like maybe if they would have had text boxes where I could go over to, you know, I I could, I don't know, go and, and look at what the base camp actually looked like. And it could explain to me some of, you know, what is actually there at the real base camps near the, you know, near the bottom of Everest and, and maybe like each step along the way, kind of, you know, explain what, what it might be like in more detail for someone that would have climbed it. Like is, that would is have this made... an early access game by any chance? No, it's oh, not. Oh, okay. It's not. So, I mean, there's I, I no really, chance of them updating it. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's an early, I'll have to double check that. I don't, my impression was that it's not an early access. Like I said, I think it's just one of those things they were banking on the visuals and maybe they spent most of their time and efforts. I mean, graphically speaking, like I said, like there aren't much, uh, there aren't many titles out there that really can compare to this. It really does look excellent. Okay. And, it, and, and I mean, since well, I own I, it, I, I it don't might know, maybe be something. Some, some people might get it just for that, but I, I can yeah. see what you're saying. The overall experience being somewhat disappointing. Yeah. And, 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 and like I said, I, I tend to be one of those kind of people. I really picked it up thinking, Maybe this is for me, you know. I I love graphics, and but yeah, I I finished the experience, and I totally, I totally understood why so many people were let down by it. Gotcha. It just, okay. It just felt kind of hollow at the end, and I didn't get that feeling from Apollo Eleven. I didn't get that feeling from a lot of other games. So so that's why I say it's it's tough for me to recommend really at any price point. If you're really like you know, if you really are into graphics and you're able to find it at a really cheap price point, maybe then it's worth checking out. But um, at least in its current form, unless they they do they add some updates to it, I just I yeah, unfortunately, it, it didn't live up to what I was hoping for. So gotcha. Well, that's that's a little disappointing, but at least. Um Anybody who was curious about it before has a better idea of what they'd be yeah. getting if they, and, and, and they made that investment. Wanted, yeah, that's why I wanted to explain as, as much as I could just because, I mean, really, I, I was the kind of person that I had stayed away from it until the sale mostly because I had heard all the mixed reactions. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, even coming from someone that had uh, tempered expectations and tends to like good graphics and, and games – uh, this still wasn't really something. I mean, especially now with how many great experiences there are on the Vive, both free and at that price point. Um, there's just so many other things that you should be playing before this. I think so. Fair enough. Well, you heard it from Ronnie. Um, his two cents on Everest VR. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I can't. Now that you've gone through it, I don't know if I can see myself. I guess uh, putting down the money for it in the future. Maybe if it does go on sale, but. Um, yeah. yeah no, maybe, and I mean, we'll sometime if if you come over or something, and you can check I, it out. I was I'd thinking be, that too. Yeah, I'd be curious to see if you had any other thoughts about it. Or well, if, my, I mean, I'm definitely very jaded now after after listening yeah. to what you had to say about. It. But I, but it, okay, once I do try it, I will try to give it, um, you know, uh, an open open Fair mind. Shake. So. Yeah. 
Cool, man. Well, let's uh, let's keep it rocking here. Um, I will give another game, and like I said at the beginning, sticking with the local multiplayer theme, uh, we're gonna round it out with "Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes." And I, I mean, this is a, a game that is like one of the top in terms of like user reviews. Like everybody who's played it, uh, it just seems to love it. And so I actually got it over the Black Friday sale um and it was it was half off so i kind of couldn't couldn't resist i think it was like it's usually 15 bucks but i got it for 750 and Mm -hmm. um i got it but just a heads up to anybody who who will be you know who wants to get the game i did not have a game pad or xbox controller or any type of thing that i could hook up uh and the game requires that like no matter what you need to have that um and so i guess going into the gameplay it's necessary because that is what the person in the VR headset is using while while playing. Uh, and so, like, it's not really, you know, room scale. It's not even really, like, you don't even use the motion controllers. Uh, yeah, I think so, it was developed, like, it, it was compatible both with the Vive and the and, Oculus. And the Oculus, yeah. No, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's... It doesn't take full advantage of the Vive uh, or, you know, the, the touch control. Sorry, not the touch controls, but yeah, I guess the touch controllers and and the, the Vive controllers. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, it, it still seemed like a top game. And so I'm not going to knock it for that just because mm-hmm. I think the experience is is fantastic. Uh, I mean, I was having a lot of fun with it last night. Um, so just just to give everyone a heads up on, on how the gameplay kind of works. The person in the headset is stuck in the room with a bomb and the bomb has, you know, a bunch of different modules on it. And the people that are not in the headset or person who's not in the headset has a bomb defusal manual and they can't see anything that the other person is seeing. They can't see inside the room. They can't see anything about the bomb. Uh, you know, the point of the game is for the person in the headset and the team outside to collaborate and to use communication to say like, you know, oh, there's X amount of wires here. Okay, no, I'm seeing this type of module that has these symbols on it. And so um, the the people outside have that bomb diffuser manual. We actually, you can print it out. So we printed ours out just to make it easier to go back and forth. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, man, it's it's a lot of fun. And like, you know, in comparing this with, with VR Diner Duo and the experiences that it offers, um, it's, it's definitely unique. It's, it's fresh in terms of like the types of things that people can, can do, you know what I mean? Like I guess in social yeah. gatherings. So it's fun to be able to offer that type of gameplay to a group of people who come over and try out the vibe. Um, all right. And I guess, yeah, the, and, yeah, the riff, and it really but, sounds like, I mean, for a lot of people, VR in, in and of itself is going to be, you know, new to new and a novelty, but I mean, this really sounds like something that you wouldn't experience any other way. Like, I mean, how else could you yep, do exactly, something like yeah. this outside? Of I mean, VR? I, I can see you could because the thing is like you could easily play the game on a computer and have people like not looking at the monitor help you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I guess mm-hmm. there's just something there's just something about like the immersion of being like in that room with the bomb itself. And, you know, I think one of the things that I always read on on the Steam reviews is like people just talking about how, you know, they get sweaty palms, like they get their heart racing. Like this is a game that it just feels intense. You know, the the, the clock is ticking in front of your face the entire time. And so uh, it, it's just like I said, it's it's a fun game. It's a fun experience. And so, um, you know, for anyone looking for quote unquote party games, for lack of better terms, uh, this one is, I, th- I think, a really good one, especially if you have a group that wants to be you know, a group that's excited about about virtual reality and VR in general, but can also uh, get involved in, in the social aspect of it. 
Oh, well, very cool. Yeah, so, well, you got one more for us, Ronnie? Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to bring one up. Um, it's another another game that, it's been out for, you know, a while, but it's free, and it's something that I think if you're a new Vive owner, you should definitely check out, because uh, it's, it's one of those cool, kind of quick but simple games that, uh, you know, makes you feel pretty cool in VR, and that is Waltz of the Wizard. And essentially, uh, what it's all about, and, and like I said, it's free in Steam, so you can just go pick it up and and try it. Whether you you know whether you end up liking it or not, it's it's definitely worth a go. Um, basically, you are in you're in an in a in an environment where you have a cauldron in front of you and a bunch of different ingredients, and you mix the ingredients together to create potions that allow you to have certain uh, certain that that allow you to do certain spells. So uh, some of those spells involve, you know, being able to manipulate uh, objects in the environment with your with your mind, um, create, you know, throw fireballs, uh, you know, grow huge, uh, you know, get rid of gravity. Like all of these are different. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they're all different kinds of of of. Uh, of things that you can kind of play around with in this environment. Mm-hmm. And the environment's pretty small. It's not really, uh, there's not, you know, teleportation or anything like that. So you can't really move around a lot, but it's just kind of neat. Cause you feel like you can actually manipulate things, you know, with your hands directly because of the, the motion controllers and everything is very, uh, you know, everything interacts pretty well. And uh, I mean, Throwing the fireballs and specifically, I think, controlling things um, with your hands in the environment, kind of with your mind by, you know, pulling the trigger and kind of, you know, moving things back and forth with the motion controllers just feels really cool. Like you feel like you have some kind of special powers or something when you're playing it. So, like I said, there's not a whole lot to it. Is it going to replace, um, you know, some of the more full featured games? Uh, for free, of course not. Uh, but it is something that, you know, just real quick for especially people that haven't tried VR, it's completely free and it is a pretty well-polished product. It's it's something you should check out, especially if you, you know, like like wizards and spells and Harry Potter and that sort of thing. It's just it's just kind of fun and and you know entertaining in that's in that respect. So, so I, I thought I'd I thought I'd mention it. So yeah, so I, I did download it actually a little while back and had the chance to to jump in for a couple of minutes. I I got confused, so I'm not sure. <laughs> I, like, I I don't yeah, know. I guess I maybe, mean, maybe I just wasn't looking at the right thing. But no, I tried no, throwing no. a bunch of things in there, and then I got like teleported somewhere else, which was really weird. And oh, uh, weird. Yeah. So I I don't know. I, maybe I'll have to to chat with you offline about how to how yeah, to get the yeah. most out of the game. No, I mean to be fair, I think before I had played it, I had seen uh uh. A video of someone playing the game so i kind of knew oh, okay these are generally the kind of things that you should be putting in there like i think there's different categories of ingredients on the table yeah i and, saw that okay and if you put like one of each one in the, like you put one thing from each category into the cauldron then it makes a spell if you put like multiple things from each category and it doesn't really do much. So, like, I could see how you could get confused. And I'm like, ironically, I've played it a few times at various points um, over the past few months. And there's still one spell that, like, I just never figured the combination for. And there's not a whole lot. I mean, we're talking like 
just a handful of different types of spells. So, mm-hmm. so it's kind of, you know, the trial and error nature of creating spells with the ingredients is not the most fun, but I think the the cool thing is just being able to, you know, mess around with the different spells. Yeah. yeah. And, and like I said, it's free. So that's what, I mean, if it was for money, it'd be one thing, but since it's free, I think it's something that, you know, worth checking out. Yeah. It's something that worth checking out, especially since it's so simple. Um, once you do get the hang of it, like once, once you create a spell, it provides you with easy access to those spells. So if, if you figure them out, your guests that are trying to vibe for the first time, won't have to figure them out again. They'll just be able to try them from the get-go. But that might be part of the so, fun of it is actually figuring out. So I, I may is. not like it's, read up or check anything out. It might be maybe I'll just go spend some time in there and yeah, see, yeah. See what no, it's with. like I said. Don't don't go into it thinking too much. Like it's very simple, but just kind of a neat. Oh, okay, cool. That was that was that was fun, and and it's free. Yeah. So so that's kind of that. Cool. Well, I will definitely uh, try to jump back in there and see what I can cook up in the cauldron. <laughs> um, awesome, man. So those are our four games for the week. Uh, is there anything you're looking forward to playing? Well, let, let's let's just get straight to it. I know what we're going to talk about now. Yep, Arizona Sunshine. <laughs> so I know you picked it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I grab it before the the sale is over. I don't know. Do you do you want to make any comments on like everything that's happening in Reddit right now? Um, I I I'm I'm too new to like how you know I guess people react to developers and all this. I, I just feel like there's there's a lot going on right now in terms of how this was handled. Um, and I don't know. For me, I just feel like I I understand people getting upset in the beginning, but with the developers changing within like 24 hours, I just I feel like you know it's I guess socially okay to to support the game again i I don't know what do you feel yeah i mean i I mean it's a little weird so i don't know the full details of it you were actually the one that kind of hinted me on onto what some of the some of what was going on with the game on the reddit uh on i mean in in the uh, like in reddit in general uh people are you know talking a lot about how it sounds like certain aspects of the game are being arbitrarily locked to Core i7 processors, uh, processors versus other uh, processors, and how that's just kind of a, a strange thing. Um, I haven't heard of anyone doing that before, um, and it's just yeah, it's it's super weird. I don't know why you would do that, but um, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't think they'd ever come out and actually say why they they did that, but I saw a lot of people kind of just accusing them of. I don't take money from Intel or something, but you know what? Never mind. I didn't say that. We we shouldn't say that just because. <laughs> I we, <laughs> no, we this, is, no, this isn't yeah. a place for us to start rumors. I guess what what I'm trying to say is that um, I feel like the matter is resolved now. It seems like there are people who are coming back in the defense of Arizona Sunshine, saying that hey, you know what? You guys, um, you guys uh, came out complaining about something. The devs fix it within you know 48 or 24 hours, whatever it is. Like, you know, there should be some type of like resolution for this now. Don't harbor ill will. You guys should be supporting blah, blah, blah. So, okay. like I said, I'm too new to this to understand, uh, I guess, how communities, you know, that type of community works. And I don't know, for me, it's just like, okay, it seems like people are really upset about something. It seems like the devs did what they needed to do. 
Uh, I don't know if, if that's a popular opinion, but for me, the game just seems like it's a cool game. And ultimately, like I think VR is still too young to, you know, for anyone to really make those unforgivable mistakes. You know, I, everyone's kind of just learning their way through. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I want to make sure that if, if they came out with a fantastic game and from the, the videos that I've seen and the reviews I've seen, it looks like it's a really fun game. So I want to be able to play it personally and I want to be able to support financially. And so I guess yeah. we'll just kind of see see where that rolls. Yeah, yeah. No, in general, I mean, yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I can see why people would be upset um, at the same time. And it, and it is just really weird. I mean, I've never heard of anything like this before where, I mean, obviously there's some graphical features that are sometimes, you know, exclusive to one uh, GPU manufacturer or the other, uh, usually, you know, on the NVIDIA side of things. But I have never heard of specific, you know, CPUs being locked, um, especially in situations. I mean, for all we know, there could be reasons why, uh, you know, an i7 is more preferable for some of these types of physics. And I mean, I doubt it, but it's possible, I guess. But I mean, more importantly, it's, it's great that the developers came out and, and did something about it. And I don't, I don't think it should overly detract. I mean, I've, I've been waiting for Arizona sunshine since before I got my vibe. And <laughs> wow. That's a long time. Yeah. I mean, it was one of those games again, like the screenshots just looked so cool. And I mean, this is before Brookhaven had came out, and there—I mean, it just looked better than anything that was really coming out, and and it looked like it would be fully featured. And and from what I've heard, I mean, people are having a blast with it. I think you and I had talked about wanting to play uh, some of the some of the co-op uh, campaign mode, yeah, and really mode cool. stuff. So so we'll try to try to do that soon and kind of talk about it here. But I'm just excited to play the game. So I it's installed and sitting on my system i just need to find some time this weekend hopefully to to really dive dive in so that we can give our full impressions hopefully next week yep well i will be uh, out of town until monday so i will try to uh to get some gameplay in before our next game talk episode next friday but yeah man you got anything else no that's that's pretty much it just excited to play that and and diner duo i think is is one that is high on my list of games I need to play. And uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Cool. Well, we will cut this episode here then. Thank you guys all for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Again, we will see you guys for our Vive slash VR news episode on Tuesday instead of Monday next week. And um, yeah, with that being said, thank you guys for all the support. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Make sure you come say hello to us on YouTube. Leave us a review on iTunes and Stitcher. And um, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess that's that's all I got, Ronnie. Have a good one. All right, you too. Take, take care. care.